This is defensive end Derek Barnett of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have it. It is recovered. Recovered by Barnett. 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 And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadero. And welcome Eagles everywhere to the Eagles Live Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles insider Dave Spadero here. And the NFL draft is upon us. Seems like we've been waiting forever. The most critical weekend of the NFL's offseason begins on Thursday. Let me get you set up with what we've got in store for you on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our official Eagles app. Eagles Draft Central presented by Deaton Watson begins at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. It runs from 7 to 8. We've got interviews with Howie Roseman, Joe Douglas, a feature on draft picks that were selected on day one, including Derek Barnett, Carson Wentz, and Lane Johnson. And we'll have a scouting feature on Casey Weidel. And we're going to talk about the 2019 draft prospects and take a look at this Philadelphia Eagles depth chart. And then as soon as the Eagles make their picks, and right now the Eagles have the 25th pick overall in round one, three picks among the first 57, and seven picks in all. Once the Eagles make a pick, We'll have our instant analysis. We'll have Howie Roseman, Joe Douglas, Doug Peterson press conferences. And I'll be in Nashville on Thursday, hopefully, with the Eagles' first round draft pick. I'd like to bring that to you first right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our official app. Eagles Draft Central, presented by Deaton Watson, returns on Friday at 6.30. We'll preview day two of the draft. And then on Saturday, Eagles Draft Central, presented by Deaton Watson comes your way at 11.30 a.m. And we'll preview draft three around three of the day three of the draft. We've got a lot of action. Again, the Eagles with three picks in the first two rounds, nothing in round three, and then four picks on that day three. And we'll have the wrap-up press conference from Howie, Doug, and Joe as well. All of that live from the Novacare Complex on Eagles Draft Central presented by Deaton Watson. All right, so really the whole week is about the draft as the Eagles dotting their I's, crossing their T's, putting into place their game plan for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Meanwhile, here at the Novacare Complex, the players are in the voluntary off-season conditioning program is in week two. So soon the Eagles will be on the field with their OTA practices uh, getting ready for 2019. Coming up here on the Eagles Live Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We're going to get dip into the world of the draft and the world of scouting and what's it all about. And is it a glamorous life? Well, you make your decision after you hear our interview with Eagles Director of Player Personnel, Andy Weidel. That comes your way next on the Eagles Live Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Autism Challenge returns on May 18th. Join Eagles players, coaches, alumni, cheerleaders, and more for this cycling run-walk event supporting autism research and programs in Philadelphia. Register now at eaglesautismchallenge.org. All right, time now on the Eagles Live podcast to welcome in Director of Player Personnel, Andy Weidel. The NFL Draft, Andy, I think it's fair to say, the most important weekend for any team in the NFL, right, in the offseason. This is the weekend where you... You build the foundation for your roster. This is it. This is where you infuse the young talent. And uh, really, you build each year. You get these young guys coming in. You work all season to to identify these guys. You put them through the process. You vet them. You meet for hours. Thousands of hours are spent by our scouts 
Um, a lot of days away from home, away from their families, they go in, they mind these guys, they, they dig them out, and then they bring them, to, they bring them in here. We go over them, and uh, we vet them, and uh, we assign them a value. And uh, we're coming to the end here, so it's exciting. Is the end uh, exhilarating for for people like you? Is it exhausting for people like you? Kind of like I know for the fans, they are on pins and needles. They have their own ideas of what the Eagles should do. With you, is it just as much a sense of curiosity as how it's going to all unfold? It is. You really never know until you get to the draft day how it's going to unfold and how it's going to develop and how things are going to fall. So it's excitement, um, a little bit of the unknown in terms of what's going to happen in front of us. But uh, we're prepared. We've gone over a lot of strategies and uh, we've done our due diligence. And, you know, it's like anything. When, when, you, when you're prepared and you have everything, your, your ducks in a row and you're, you're ready to go. And uh, we're confident. We're excited. And uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of excitement in the building this week. So you say you want to be a scout in the NFL. Well, we're going to tell you how Andy Weidel reached this point. I would say a football lifer, for one. Started in 1998 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Prior to that, a football player at Villanova. Your father in the business also, right? I mean, no? My dad, actually, no. He was 37 years. He, was, uh, he worked for Michelin Tire. Oh, okay, so tell me. Yeah. Give, me the, give me the path. And give me, I know uh, you have, you're, oh, it's Casey and another brother are in the business. Casey, yeah. So how did you get into this, Andy? You, you're a, uh, an educated guy, communications major at Villanova. You've got a master's degree. And you chose to be in football. How'd that go over? I love football. I grew up, my dad, I remember taking me to my first Steelers game in Pittsburgh where we lived and then going to, uh, to see our high school play, a good high school program, Mount Lebanon, and uh, just fell in love with the game. And, you know, back then, I remember uh, it was Jack Lambert and Terry Bradshaw, Joe Green, and uh, those guys were, they were larger than life growing up in Pittsburgh. And then I was just I was blessed and fortunate to to get an internship with the Pittsburgh Steelers with Tom Donahoe when how? I finished up at Villanova. How, how does that happen? Do you remember? Did you did you meet him somewhere? Did you? Well, my dad my dad uh, knew Tom. They went to high school together. Okay. And um, it's funny, it's interesting because uh, the the Steelers were playing out here in I think 1997. They were playing the Eagles down at the Vet, and my dad and my brothers came out and we went to the game. And I was finishing up my master's degree at Villanova, and uh, we saw Tom. We were on the sideline for warm-ups, and uh, Tom came up, said hi to my dad, and asked me what I was doing, and um, you know, caught up with him there. And I said, yeah, I'm finishing up my degree, and I'd like to get into football. And he said, well, shoot me a resume, and you know, we'll be in touch. And um, I did so, and I you know, followed up and had an interview with the Steelers that spring. And then I was called uh, the week week or two before the draft and informed I got the position. I'd be starting the week after the draft, a week or two after the draft. And uh, that's how it came to, you know, into fold. And I started two years there with the Steelers. And, you know, growing up there, it was like a dream come true, going down to, going down to Three River Stadium. And I really got my, my foot in the door and got me going and, and learned a lot there from the Rooney family, uh, Bill Nunn, Tom Donahoe, Charles Bailey, Jim Hazlitt, Bill Cower. There's just a lot of great football minds in that building. We want to go blow by blow, Andy, but first I want to have some fun with you. We have two things we do. We do five questions, and then we want to do some NFL draft scouting glossary explanations, if you'll give them to us. First, we've got five questions for Andy Weidel. All right, number one, Andy. When I was 14 years old, I wanted to grow up and be a what? Play in the NFL. Yeah? Be a player. Position? Did my linebacker or tight end. Okay, okay. All right, well, you're a West Coast scout in the West Coast area scout with Baltimore in 2005. What was your go-to meal on the road? Go-to meal on the road. Because uh, I know it's like 
catch as catch can when you're out there. Right. I was I was Chick Fil A and Jimmy John's. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> in your car, honest. no doubt, right? Right. <laughs> you earned a degree in communications, 1996, and a master's degree in human resource development, 97, from Villanova. What did your parents say when you told them you wanted to be in the game of football? Wow. Um, they said, go for it. That's your passion to do it. And uh, when I did it with the Steelers when I was an intern, I actually lived in, in my parents' house in 15 minutes from uh, Three River Stadium, which was convenient. It wasn't getting paid a lot of money, so it really worked out well from that perspective. Um, but a little bit of, on my part is that I, I did all this schooling and all my friends were going off and getting these jobs, making all this money. But I, I wanted to do something I loved. And they were supportive of me. Very cool. And it was great. And if they hadn't been supportive, then who knows where you'd be. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we're glad you're here. All right. Number four, your brother Casey is the team's player personnel coordinator. When is the last time you two competed directly against each other in a sport? And what was the outcome? Well, we just got a bubble hockey game in our house, okay, in our basement, and we did last night. I played against him. He came over with his fiance, and we were hanging out with my kids. And uh, him and I played a game, and I beat him in overtime. All right, very nice. One, <laughs> uh, did you celebrate? Was this brother like? Did you kind of like trumpet around, or just act like you'd been there before? I gave my son a high five. He All was right. watching Luke, okay. so he was watching us play, and just you know, we got the competitive juices going. Sure. All right, number five: the strangest place you've ever slept when you were on the road scouting strangest place I've ever slept. I mean, I imagine I, the, the, the vision I have is like driving from one campus to another, late nights, pull over and sleep somewhere. Somewhere. Strangest place I've ever slept. I mean, I've slept in some small towns back when I was an uh, area scout doing the South, um, probably Jonesboro, Arkansas, um, <laughs> hotel there, right outside of uh, Itabena, Mississippi, going to Mississippi State. So those are probably two, two of the places, um, you know, small towns. For those who want to be in this business, Andy, it is not a glamorous life, is it? Like, it, you're doing that stuff. It's a grind. It is a grind. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of uh, countless days away from home. Um, a lot of time, you, you know, you're on your own, and, and you can go days without seeing another scout. Um, just a lot of autonomy, but you've got to be disciplined, get your work done. <laughs> And um, it's not for everybody. That's for sure. You got to have a passion. You got to have a passion to do this, and you got to love to want to find players and help contribute to a team and, and be a behind the scenes guy. Is it just a natural thing that you've got an eye for talent, or do you develop a better eye for talent? How do you, how do you believe a, a scout is born? I, I learned. I just I had the passion. I love. I played offensive line at Villanova. Uh, I watched film. Coach Mark Ferrani, the head coach, now was my offensive line coach, and really taught me how to watch film because I wasn't an offensive lineman. And, in high school and I just fell in love with it and, and wanted to learn about who we were playing and tendencies and then uh, when I got the internship with the Steelers I was blessed to to be around Tom Donahoe and Bill Nunn legendary scout mm-hmm. uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and some of the people there and just to sit and watch film each day and learn from them and I think it's like anything it's repetition it's learning from your mistakes uh, self-scouting going back and, and assessing what you did right we did wrong on players that you missed on and trying to, and not making the same mistake twice. Time for the NFL Draft Scouting Glossary Explanations. Here are the rules. We read you a term commonly used during the draft. You give us the position the term most applies to and the definition of the term. Here we go. Number one, fluid hips. Fluid hips. That'd be for defensive backs. Yes, okay. Cornerback can turn from front to back while running very quickly in one fluid motion. Yes. Does that sound good? Yeah, right. well, he's supposed to... Are we supposed to do that part? All right, so you give me the position and the definition, all right? Elite wiggle. 
elite wiggle. If that'd be for a running back, yeah. And in terms of making a making a defender miss, okay, when they're, when they're running with the ball and, and their elusiveness. Do you ever use the term juke moves, shimmies, and or speed? Juke, a shimmy. I always use make miss. Okay, you know, can it, you make the guy miss out in space and the whole, you know, where where, where where's the guy elusive at? Okay, what level? All right, waist bender, offensive lineman. What does that mean? Guys, they tend to duck their head and, and lean at the waist and. and Put themselves prone to getting beat instead of bending at the knees. Sitting at the knees, sitting back, and uh, anchoring down. Okay, <laughs> functional stretch. See, by the way, we, we these guys walk around the building. We have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, when, uh, functional strength. Functional strength that can be used for linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers. Any position. Correct. Uh, it's all for point of attack. Taking on if you're you're a linebacker, taking on blocks and getting off. You have violent hands to snap a guy and electrocute an offensive lineman. And get off the block quick and make a tackle. I love that kind of talk. All right, sift through the trash. Sift through the trash. That's a linebacker. Yes, it linebacker is. Linebacker and safeties that play down. <laughs> Guys that can find the ball through the uh, through the weeds. You know, they just have a knack for it. They, they locate it. They, they don't buy into the misdirection. They just have a knack, man. They have a GPS to the football. Five for five. You are qualified to be an NFL scout. It's not. I had a guy come up to me, Andy. It's, the, the reason I... I'm so fascinated. I mean, I've known you guys for so long, all through the years. And when, I, when people watch the game, they think they can immediately diagnose a talent, that they have a natural skill for it. There's so many different things you look at, right? Like, you're not just looking at the play. you got to get to know the person. you got to get to know the guy's work ethic, how much he loves the game, his character. I mean, if you take one player, are you spending, like, Hours and hours and hours and hours finding about one player. You, if you if you love Dave Spadaro in the draft, you're going to go. I'm going to find out everything about that guy. Right? You're spending hours on that guy. Right. It's a, a good scout. They do that. That's what. That's your job. Is to know exactly what the player is when they come through the door, and um, you know finding out what makes the person, what motivates them, um, what they're if they're tough minded, they're strong willed, their ability to handle adversity. Um, a lot of factors play into the makeup. It's so important. It's just as important as the talent. Everybody gets a film. You can see the talent level. Um, if you've been evaluating, some people have a guy here, lower or higher, but um, everybody gets the film. It's, it's the person. You, you know, it, it's key and it's essential. And uh, bringing that person in the locker room and the chemistry that they'll add to the fiber of the team and the character of the club, that's so important. You went from Pittsburgh to New Orleans, right? What yes. were we doing in New Orleans? Uh, I, was a, I was a combine scout there for three years. Okay. Which uh, means what? We would go out in springtime, and we would weigh um, and measure and evaluate juniors that were going to be rising seniors. And then at the end of the spring, you, you go down and you present that to the 18 to 22 clubs that were involved in, in national NFS scouting, and uh, you'd read reports. You'd get up there on a podium, read, present, sign a value, uh, talk about the character, the makeup, and it was a great place to learn and to train. I did that for three years, and I was an area scout for my last two there. Anybody there from that stint that, that you looked at, that you saw, that you're really proud of, that you nailed it, that you got right? Wow. When I was there, uh, Deuce McAllister and Charles Bentley. Ugh. You know, they two were two, two really good players for us in New Orleans. Um, you know, Deuce was a first-round pick. LeCharles was a second-round pick. And uh, they both really contributed and were, and were not only good players, but really great people, too. And then you go from New Orleans to Baltimore. Yes. And the role in Baltimore was a multiple role. It kind of evolved, right, over time. Right. I started out as a West Coast area scout um, from 05 to 09. Which means what? Assigned from what, what, where to where? 
I did Montana all the way over to the coast, all the way down the coast. Uh, Arizona, I would go into Colorado, Nevada, Idaho. Are you driving from school to school or are you flying from school to school? I did my first two years there. I I, I drove the whole thing. I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I would go up to Las Vegas (laughs) and then go up through Utah to Idaho, up to Montana, and then shoot all the way over to Seattle and work my way down the five all the way to San Diego and then drive to, uh, to Tucson, finish up at Arizona, and then come home. And I, I did that for two years. I drove it, and I was like, there's going to be a better way. And then I started flying in Southwest and, you know, because it, that's, that's, a, that's a long haul. How, what kind of years. car did you have? What kind of car? Company car? Or I did. I had, a, I had a company car. Okay. I, had a, uh, I had a Tahoe, and then I had a Jeep. Okay, and, then, and how did you pass the time? What was your kind of on the road? Did you listen? Well, there were no podcasts back then. So it was radio. Was there even satellite radio? There was satellite time? radio coming out back then. Um, you just, you know, some you listen to uh, what I listen to NFL Network sometimes okay. the talk shows. Thought it was a radio. You know, just try to think a little bit. It give you some time. It's therapeutic when you're driving, especially if you've been to a school. You can start thinking about players that you just saw and maybe players that they compared to in the past and um, how you would rank them. We always talk about when you leave a school, rank the players you just saw in your head. You know, just put them in a sequence list of the guys you saw. And uh, how you would have them coming out of the school. If I may get personal, it sounds like a lonely life. Is it? It can't. Yeah, it is. It's. I. I think I have over four years. Four years in uh, Marriott hotel stays. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Right. But, but it is. It, I mean, were you married at the time? No. Well, I got married in '09, so for the majority of it, um, I was not. Behind every great man, there has to be a great woman who understands the business, right? Yeah. Very. Very blessed to have my wife. She's very understanding. <laughs> You get you start dating her and you go, uh, here's what I do for a living. And yeah. she says, what? What does that mean exactly? It means I'm not going to be home very much, hon. Right, right. She came on the road with me a couple times on the West Coast. She flew out and, uh, you know, just to get an understanding of it and, and what we do and the schedule. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very blessed because she's a rock for me at home. And Andy, you came to Philadelphia. Why did you come to Philly? Uh, the opportunity to work in a great organization with one of the great owners uh, in the NFL, Mr. Lurie. And uh, the leadership here with, with Coach Peterson and Howie, um, you know, I have an opportunity with, uh, with Carson and the, and the pieces that were in place. And just hearing about what a wonderful organization is, um, you know, when I was in, in Baltimore in, in, when, uh, with John Harbaugh and just hearing him, how he spoke glowingly about, about his time here in Philadelphia. And uh, I just saw it as an amazing opportunity to come here. So it's now Monday. The draft is Thursday. What do you do? Between now and then? We'll be meeting. We'll be going over final strategy. Our scouts are coming in and um, watching, still watching tape on some guys here and there. And um, just fine-tuning right now, just fine-tuning everything. So um, it's, it's really important days coming up. And it's an exciting week because work, we work nine months out of the year. This is a nine-month process, and it's going to come to fruition this week. In your real life, when people ask you, who are you going to take? What do you say? What's your stock answer? I, and, I, and by the way, for the record, I'm guessing that nobody in this building knows for sure what's going to happen on Thursday. Right? No like, one does. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is you just got to – who's going to be there and who falls and, and what happens in front of us. And the thing is just being prepared and uh, having a strategy. And that's, that's what we've done. That's what we're doing. And, um, you know, there'll, there'll be a plan in place. And uh, it's exciting to be a part of it. So how difficult, Andy, to take a 22-year-old kid and project him into the world of adults? It's not easy. That's the, uh, the trick is uh, how will this guy be? How will they handle adversity? You know, what's their maturity level? Um, what's their ability to come in and uh, assimilate with the, uh, with the current uh, room that we have? What's their fit? 
you know, all pertinent questions, and they're, and they're important questions, um, because we want to add to that room, the chemistry of the room, not just the talent, but the person. And then the draft is over, and then what do you do, Andy? What, what happens for the next 12 months? Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start in, the, in May. We'll start on spring scouting for next year. We all uh, take, take schools, and we'll start there. And it's a, it's a good starting point as we go into next year. Uh, just, it's kind of a baseline. Um, we look at the rising seniors coming up. And then we'll go into meetings end of May with our scouts down to uh, Marco Island for the national scouting meetings, the NFS meetings, and uh, we'll get a, we'll get a layout what the um, landscape will be in the fall. And is the travel extensive for you at this point in your career? Uh, it is in a, it is in the fall, not, not as much as what it was. Um, still try to get out on the road. You got to go see the players. They're not going to come to you, as we say. Mm-hmm. Um, so try and get out and just be. Uh, I guess more judicious and uh, efficient with my time. It is. I just find it fascinating. It's so you're you're taking a kid, and and saying, hey, we're going to invest this much into him, and it's it's at the end of the day, it is a cr- total, not a total, cr- but it's it's statistically a crapshoot. Yeah, it's a guy who do you, who do you believe in? Yeah, you know who do you trust and and who do you believe in and uh, how they'll fit. Draft weekend. What do you do? We're here. We'll be up in the room in the draft room. And uh, we'll be monitoring everything and talking. Our scouts will be there. And um, we'll just see how the events unfold. Well, the Eagles have three picks in the first 57, Andy. We're all rooting for the very best seven picks in all. A lot of things can happen. Um, Like I said, I love the draft weekend. I don't profess to be a draft expert. I find it actually insulting. I don't know. Do you you pay attention to what media say about players? I, I I don't know anything about the draft players, so I can't offer an opinion i find it irresponsible to do so you got to be careful uh because there's a lot out there and like we call it the uh, the fog of confusion yeah you know you can get caught up in it um you just you just got to know what you believe in what do you want to be and what do you want to be about yeah well let's be about winning football games winning super bowls philadelphia eagles style andy weidel thanks so much for joining us good luck this weekend thank you for joining us on the eagles live podcast interesting life you have here in the in the nfl uh, thanks for having me Dave. It, it, it's it, i would say interesting i, I what would you have done if you'd not been in the game of football? That's a great question. Um, a master's degree. What was it? Human? Human organizational or, science. Which is what exactly? Uh, human resource development. Okay. okay. Study of change in organizations. Which certainly applies to? Right. Psychology, yeah. organizational change, and how things evolve. And um, It was great. There were some good classes I took at Villanova on decision-making. That was one of them. I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, those, look, communication. You've you got to learn to write. you got to learn to be – you have to – present your scouting report in a coherent organized manner right? right like you had skills in college that actually translated to your professional life how many people out there can say that it's, it is it's a good it's a good background but um as we say it takes a while to learn to write a good report yeah in football and be descriptive and how, how do kids get into the business what's the best way best way to get in is doing an internship how do you that, get an internship you get an in, you, you apply and you go through a process a vetting process um submit a resume and uh, look it over, get in touch. And uh, if you pass the process, bring you in for an interview. And it's just like anything. It's like a player's. You know, you got to have a pipeline of good young talent, just as you do your team mm-hmm. and your personnel department. And we're always looking for the, the next good young talent and good young scout and guy that works hard, is coachable, has passion, and uh, they love it. Yeah, and you want to work. You better be ready to work hard. Yeah, it is. It's not it. for everybody. It is a grind. Um, but I, if, if you love it and you're passionate about it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a privilege. It's the NFL. You know, it's a dream. It's a dream come true for me. Something I always, I always wanted to do, either play or work in it, and I've been fortunate to work in it. And then last question, 
how do people know about you? How do they know that you're good at what you do? Well, I don't know if, if they know I'm good at what I do, but the teams that, are, that have been a part of. How do they um, know? Because you write reports and it's there for everybody to see? The reports are in the system. Okay. The people can You can always go back in the archives and look it up and uh, here we have it. And um, I think it's just, it's just being a part of a being a part of a team, you know, we're a team within a team. We we like to say, and um, doing pulling, you know, pulling your weight, doing your work, being coachable, um, just just being having an opinion, yeah. having your own opinion, and being strong and having passion, having conviction. Okay, you know that's what it's about. At the end of the day, you get out there, and, and it's just like being a good a good lawyer, being able to present your case. There's an art to doing it. Oh, interesting. You know, one to speak, one to make a bullet point. Um, so they'll, you'll, you'll literally be in a meeting up there and they'll say, Andy, what about this player? And then you have to state your case on that guy. Right. It's fighting for your guys, okay. guys you believe in, okay. and guys you're passionate about. And, and conversely, fighting against players that you don't believe in. Right. And just making points and just bringing up concerns. And um, that's, that, that's what it goes into, you know, when you get into the room. Yeah. So, Hey, man, good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Andy Weidel, for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. Many thanks to Andy Weidel for his time. Good luck in the draft. And that'll do it for us here with the Eagles Live podcast this week. Uh, We're going to come your way hopefully later in the week. We don't really know how it's all going to play out with the draft. But once we have a chance to get with our draft picks, we will create our special Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. So stay tuned throughout the week. You know how this is. Lots of trades, lots of moves, lots of things that we have no idea are coming until they happen. Thanks to Chris Barlotto for putting this all together, including our great glossary of football terms that Andy Weidel nailed five for five. And thanks to all of you for joining us each and every week here on the podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly. Eagles fly.